full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Where We Landed is supported today by Marion Design Co., a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations, businesses, and individuals. We believe good design should be accessible to everyone. Our clients include Marion Health, Mississinawa Schools, Princeton University, the City of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathetic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it is branding, marketing, space planning, commercial or residential interior design, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out at hello at mariondesign.co. Find us at www.mariondesign.co or on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back to Where We Landed. We are excited to have you listen to us this week. We've got a really special guest in our studio today. I am Alicia Hazelwood. I'm joined today with Iris Brunner. Hey, yo. And Scott Miller. Good day. Good day. Oh, I was going to say good morning, di- but oh. good day. I That's we're a do different the Robin one. Williams line. <laughs> good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. I really thought that's what you were going to do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, a little um, warning that we're getting into the groove of things, I think. So yeah, Kylie, Kylie left us alone, but she left us in good hands. You she, know what they say when the picked, cat's out of the house. Uh, yeah, yeah. The mm. mics will play. Um, but she left me with a couple of really good questions. Oh, sweet. Um, from her fun little um, game called Let's Get Deep, the Friends Edition. But they're not the real deep ones, right? These are the easy ones? Uh, no, these say deeper. Oh. Yeah, so we'll find out. See so why she left. We're going to ask a couple questions. Um, and John, you can answer these as well, too. We won't make you go first. Um, we'll make Scott go first. <laughs> um, so the first question is, how do you keep yourself going when you lack motivation? Hmm. Oh, and I get to go first, right? <laughs> uh, so for me, I think exercise is Ooh. a key component. So yeah, I try to exercise each day and, and that kick seems back into to, gear. Yeah. And that yeah. seems to reset me whenever I do that. Yeah. I'm also in the middle right now. So if somebody sees me on the street, I am going a no sugar diet right now. Oh. So I'm a little bit cranky. Okay. That started I, about five oh. days ago. I would say so. I've seen you eat peanut M&Ms for lunch. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is crazy. Or ice cream. But, he likes ice cream. Yeah. So, so maybe that's a reset for me as well. Okay. A no All sugar right. diet. What's yours, Alicia? Oh, mine. Um, Normally, if I can't get motivated, I will take a day off. So I will take a day off from work. I'll take a day off from kids, life in general. I'll go for a hike in the woods, take my camera and just kind of try to reconnect and recenter because I tend to feel pretty motivated most of the time. So I feel like if, if I'm not motivated, there's something off that I need a reset for. So I just try to take some space. Reset, reset. You want to go? What about you, Iris? Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm a lister. I have to make a list. So, like, I will 
rewrite my list to like redirect myself. But I also, um, I'm very goal oriented. So if I say it out loud to someone, so if I say I'm going to do this now, I have accountability because I've said it out loud. Uh, specifically in, you know, my land of fundraising that I live in. Speak it into existence. So sometimes I won't say those numbers out loud until I'm ready to commit to them. So, (laughs) (laughs) but once I say it out loud, we're like, we're going to get it. So I'm rewrite the list and say it out loud. So. And how about our guest today? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for me, given my job, I get pulled into a lot of details Uh all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, when I'm not never thinking about enrollment or budget. Right. You know, so I think when I'm, if I ever get to the point of where I'm lacking motivation, it's because I'm been spending a lot of time in that. Mm-hmm. So I need to pull back and say, okay, I need to do something that's creative. I need to do something that's, I don't wake up and like never feel the responsibility of being the president of right. Indiana Wesley. And I don't, uh, so I'm always feeling motivated. Yeah. But I think there are days when it's like, okay, I've been grinding on this stuff for a long time. I need to pull back and take a day and just do creative reading or creative writing that's restorative to me. Um, nice. And that, that that helps a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, you ready for the second one? Yeah. Ready? Do you want to go first again? Yeah, or do you sure. want me to have Alicia yeah, I'll, do I'll it? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> what is something you wish you would have, have learned about in school but didn't? I think you, and this could be like any levels of school, right? Hmm. Like grade yeah. school or middle school or high school. I'll say time management. Ooh. I don't know that there was a course on time management. And so you kind of, hit, I learned it on the fly. Um, but if there was a course on time management, I think that would have been a good one for me. Yeah, that's good. I'll let you, Alicia. Um, I'm going to say like personal finance and investing. Yep. Um, just like a course that gives you an idea of, you know, I come from a pretty strong middle-class family, but my parents grew up on the poorer side of life. And so learning how to get out of that generationally, it would have been helpful to have something that kind of gave you a little bit of a, a jump start because I'm investing, but I'm hoping I'm doing it right. And I work with a investor. Um, the other thing that popped into my head real quick though, was I wish there was time to deeper dive into history. Mm. And like you get the gloss over of history but you don't get that deeper piece of like the connections why things happen the way they did why decisions were made the way they were what was the you know a lot of history is relational and so what were the relations that caused things to fall apart or go together so are those communications or miscommunications exactly yeah yeah. but i don't think there's time to teach that necessarily that's something where they gloss over it and hope that you go out and find it on your own so yeah i I would say like as far as that history piece like that was probably one of my least favorite subjects but i don't know if it was just because of the delivery method now i'm like all in like i want to see the patterns i want to understand the you know, what caused this and all that stuff. So I want, I want to see it now, but, um, mine would probably be, and we talked about this, um, a couple pod, podcast ago, um, would be pathways. So mm. kind of like managing those career expectations. Like, so I'm first generation secondary education. I'm the very first person in my family yeah. that went to college. And so like my parents really couldn't help me. And it was just like, you go to college and then you get this amazing job and your life is set. <laughs> and that's not really, that's not, that's, how not really the, that's not really the pathway. So that was, that for me would have been, and I don't even know if that's like a class or like a mentor or a partnership. And yeah, yeah you were talking about pathways of what mm-hmm. you guys are doing at Ivy tech. So that would probably be mine. So 
John? Yeah, there's a lot you don't learn in school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's a tough yeah. one. Um, I, I grew up with a dad who was, um, he had a PhD. He was a superintendent of schools. So mm -hmm. he did his life and living with his mind. I sort of followed in that pathway. So I have not picked up any uh, practical skills in the area of like uh, hammering a nail. Hammer and nail. Oh. I, I own a hammer and a nail. Um, so just I, one. Yeah, just one uh, nail. So I, you know, I, I think that would have been something I would have liked to have picked up along the way. I have a father-in-law who can fix anything, so my mother-in-law doesn't get anything new because mm. he can fix it. Yeah. Um, and so um, I have a little brother who can build anything. He goes into a library and goes, "Why?" I go into Lowe's and go. Wow. <laughs> so you know that would be, you know we're very different in that regard so that's so good thank you those, those are really those good, are really good. yeah kylie picked those out for us so those those are really good well it's, it's my pleasure today to welcome jonathan kalaga the uh president for indiana wesleyan uh june 30th 2022 the indiana wesleyan university announced that they were bringing him on and um very highly accomplished senior leader, lifelong at, yeah, there you go. That's good. We can go ahead. I didn't even hit the button. Yeah, that's good. We're cheering for him midway. Um, uh, lifelong advocate for Christian higher education and the 10th president of Indiana Westland and started August 8th of 2022. Um, Dr. Kalaga comes to IWU after spending five years as president and CEO of Ohio Christian University. And during his time there, he decreased institutional debt, increased student retention to its highest levels in the school's history, and um, did a number of other great things, one of which was increase the racial and ethnic diversity of the faculty and administration, as, long, as well as demonstrating an unwavering commitment to a Christ-centered mission and values. And so we're excited to have Doc on the, the episode today and look forward to hearing from him. There it is. Good there job. Is. There's the right Good button. job. Right. It's really crowded in here, this crowd. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Everybody's listening. Yeah, we're going live. So what I'd love for you to do today is just share with us how you got to Indiana Wesleyan and therefore Grant County. Yeah. Well, it has not been a, uh, a straight path, right? It's not been a straight path. As I think that's often the case, right? I think when Moses led the children out of Israel, he could have taken the direct route. The Lord had a different plan. Yep. And it took about 40 years. Yeah, and I think it's taken me about 35. So there's a <laughs> You're getting pro there. probably a very similar path there. Um, I have been in Christian higher ed uh, for 35 years. I started off uh, graduating with a degree in ministry, landed in Kansas as a youth pastor. Um, my wife was attending the church. We met, got married. And um, shortly after that, started to feel like and it was a college church. So I was teaching college um, Sunday school classes, working with college students, but I was getting paid to work with seventh through 12th graders. You know, I had about 140 of them in my youth group. And you know, after four years of being with junior hires, you know. That's a fun age group. <laughs> you know, it's, they're like dog years. Yeah. So it's actually like, that's, that's 28 yes. years. Yeah. That's 28 years. Yeah. Um, so uh, really was enjoying the college. And so I decided to shift from youth ministry to student affairs. Uh, moved into a residence hall as a dorm director and just start doing the next thing. Get your master's, become a dean of students, become a vice president of student affairs. Um, did that for 15 years um, and uh, ended up being the assistant dean of students at Kansas State University, 
that was a bifurcated job because half of it was leading the student government student leaders and the other half was chief student disciplinary officer for Kansas State. That's interesting. Yeah, and that was over everything, including the Panhellenic Council, all the Greeks, but then not football. Not football. It was like, we have our own, thank you. Oh, so <laughs> of course we, they do. We won't go down that road, yeah. but uh, uh, <laughs> you're it, all right. It is. You're fine. It's what you <laughs> yeah. think it is. Uh, you're in a safe space. Yeah. yeah. So um, after I got done with my doctoral coursework at that point, you know, I, I thought, you know, I'm not sure I want to go back to student affairs. So I moved into advancement work and became a vice president for advancement. Did that for four years, um, moved into the faculty after having finished my doctorate and then became a, um, and all these significant career moves involved a move. So we've lived in Michigan, we lived in Kansas, we've lived in uh, Kentucky, we've lived in Ohio, and now we're living in Indiana. So, and I have a Starbucks mug for every one of those states. Um, <laughs> that's how we mark time in our house. Uh, the Starbucks the mug. Starbucks yeah. mug, you know. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I went to Kentucky to be a chief academic officer, chief operating officer for a university there. These are all Christian higher ed schools. They're all schools that are theologically Wesleyan. So they're okay. all kind of in the family. So I've been circling Indiana Wesleyan. I've known about Indiana Wesleyan. Um, I've known people who've worked at Indiana Wesleyan when I was at Spring Arbor, when I was at Asbury. I mean, we're all kind of circling each other. Yeah. Um, and then the opportunity came, you know, a year ago to for this position. And um, it was just one of those kind of like this perfect coming together. I didn't want to move. My, all my adult children at the time lived in um, Columbus, Ohio, because we were in Ohio. So I wasn't going to move to the East Coast or the West Coast. Um, so I was really looking within a four to five mile radius for the next opportunity. And this came up. It's three hours mm-hmm. from our kids. Um, it just was a wonderful opportunity to to bring everything together. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how it then the Lord just had to kind of work it out. So I'm going to ask kind of a maybe an interesting question in regards to obviously you were brought here by the opportunity at Indiana Wesleyan when you came to interview and see the community and meet the people of our community, what were some of your key takeaways or highlights from that experience as you don't have any preconceived notions about marrying Indiana? What does that look like for someone on the outside coming in? They're kind of uh, simultaneously opposite uh, experiences. You know, um, they happen at the same time. So the first experience when you come in visually, there's you, you see a lot of need. You see a lot of um, homes that are not occupied, um, buildings downtown that need to be repaired. Um, so there's a community that you could tell there was a glory day. There was a day when perhaps there were manufacturers that were really employing, but those days are uh, currently not happening. So need, but then the second thing you immediately see is the fact that the people who are here love this place and there's a tremendous amount of opportunity. Um, I've always been motivated by opportunity. I've never really been able to go to a place. You can go back the last 20 years. I can't really think of a school that I went to where it was like, we're all set. All we're looking for is somebody to put the hand on the wheel. Just don't blow it, mm. you know, cause we've got it wired. That's never been a place that I've landed. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm a turnaround person, but um, there's been a lot of need, but I've, I've always been motivated by opportunity. So is there opportunity here? And are the people here motivated to work together, to come together, to, to 
really fulfill the potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potential is a great word, but not if anybody wants to live into it. Um, and so I immediately found here was a group of people, um, started meeting with people back in the fall. I was hosting several different luncheons and really sensed that, yeah, I mean, people who've lived here a long time are saying, yeah, there was manufacturing here and things have sort of moved on, but we can get it back and they have a new vision. There's a new energy and I just had to kind of get into the flow. So both those things happened at the same time. So can we back up a little bit? Let's learn about um, like where were you originally born and raised and and tell us about your family um, and what your experience was like growing up. Um, So I was raised uh, in Flint, Michigan. Um, You know, when everybody says they're from Michigan, at least from around here, they say, oh, I'm from Michigan. I meet students on campus. It's always Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. You know, it's always the west side. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Flint is a is a city, very actually much larger than Marion, but Smaller. not very different than yeah. Marion in the sense that, you know, in the 70s, you know, there was manufacturing, yeah. you know, and Flint's one of those cities where if, you know, GM gets a sneezes, you know, Flint got a cold, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, yeah. just kind of fills her down. So, uh, but I lived in an educational home. I had two brothers. I'm the middle child. Uh, my dad was a superintendent, public school teacher in Flint, public superintendent of schools in the area. And uh, so my whole life surrounded Flint, in Flint and then around Flint. Um, And uh, normal home, just normal. uh, We went to church. Uh, My parents unlocked the church and greeted the pastor. So we lived, we were raised in the Free Methodist Church. But um, that's just been part of my own upbringing, which I think also led to me being, feeling called into some kind of ministry, which led to going to Spring Arbor College because it's a Free Methodist College. So why would we go anywhere else? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I, now that being in higher ed, it's like, well, dad, there were several other schools. We could have gone. <laughs> um, but um, so I, I grew up playing sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to be an architect. I'm, I was, I was very good at math. Um, I graduated valedictorian in my high school class. Um, but the Lord had different plans for me in terms of that and moved into ministry, which I think is a better fit for me in terms of, I like being with people and communicating and sharing and teaching and writing. And I'm not sure that would have been the life for me as an architect. I think the cubicle would have done, done me in, <laughs> um, at least how I perceive the, uh, yeah. the, the world of an architect. And, um, so went to college. I loved, I loved college. I loved the experience of being on a college campus. I had a great time getting involved in intramurals. I, although I played sports all through high school, I wasn't good enough to play college sports. So I majored in intramurals yeah. um, <laughs> and, uh, and really enjoyed that, that life. I think that's part of the reason why after four years of youth ministry, when I was thinking about how do I, what do I do with this if I don't want to do exactly this, I immediately went to college. And yeah. I could spend the rest of my life not as a college college student, but but on the college campus. And as a result, you know, my wife and I who've been married for, we're going to be coming up on 36 years. um, We have four children. College campuses have been their playground. Yeah. You know, it's where they grew up. They grew up that going to college was probably anticlimactic for them. Mm. You know, moving into a residence hall, it's like, big whoopee ding. You know, we've been playing in field houses and swimming in college pools and, Mm you know, soccer fields, and this has been their playground. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always, that's been a great blessing uh, to have that. And college students who've been around our kids and, you know, that's just sort of, you got to watch out, watch which college students are. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it was so really had, I've had a great experience there. My wife taught elementary school okay. and helped me put me through my master's degree um, and doctoral degree. And, um, and so we had a natural educator for a mom, for our kids. We didn't homeschool. They went to public school, but um, 
there was a supplemental in, uh, education going on in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, <laughs> thank so, you for recognizing yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. she did a great job with the kids and um, been a great supporter of her whole family lives in Kansas. In Kansas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So she's the one who never thought she'd leave yeah. Kansas, never thought she'd leave McPherson, Kansas specifically. Um, and she's lived her whole married life away. Yeah. Um, so that she's, she's a real trooper. You know, my calling has been a sacrifice for her. Yeah. So, um, so I want to throw out some kudos to her. Well, she's got involved in the local community here. I know that you've shared that she's helped with the United way, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, been a part of of a team of people there. I'd be curious. So, Growing up in Flint, would you say, hey, I, I'd like to live in a city or I'm, I'm a country guy? Yeah. So where, what's good for you? Yeah, I'm not a city guy. You know, I'm not rural, rural. So having lived in Kansas, um, I would have I would have opportunities for pastors and different people to fly me to their ranch. And we would land in a, they'd come in what I would call a crop duster, yeah. uh, two-seater plane we'd fly out to their ranch in western kansas and land in basically a mowed strip uh i called it low grass he called it a landing strip but it's just like low grass <laughs> uh, with a sock at the end um, yeah. and um so i'm not rural but i'm not city the funny thing is that this would be like the largest town we've ever lived in really marion yeah um and my daughter my oldest daughter who went to taylor um and my dad went to taylor but she's um she loves DC and she loves the big, big cities. And she's never lived in a big city ever until she get, you know, graduated and moved out. Right. So we're very much, this size town is perfect for us. Yeah. It, it's really perfect for us. Nine months in, maybe not even nine months yet, but um, things that you love about Grant County. So if, if you were to say, hey, in my nine months, here's what I really yeah. like about this place. Yeah, I love the fact that, like maybe the Kansas story, but we're not far from anything. You know, and, and that's very, very helpful. And I try to tell people that, you know, Fort Wayne, Kokomo is not that far away. Cicero, you know, get into Fishers, Carmel, Noblesville. Yeah, within yeah. within a 45 to 50 minute drive, you can literally be anywhere yeah. that you mm-hmm. need to be. Now, I wish the airport was on the north side of Indy. Yeah, me too. And I'm talking with them about that, <laughs> yeah. see if we can get that moved. <laughs> um, well, you could just go out to the Marion Airport, hop a plane, yeah. fly down to Indy, yeah. and well, then go. Which is they why we started a aviation program at go. Indiana Wesleyan. They do have landing strips <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the Marion Airport. So, Paved uh, landing strips. <laughs> haven't got that worked into my contract yet. Not, I got a car, but not a plane. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think, you know, and then there's, there's bike paths. My wife and I love to bike, so you can hop on the Cardinal Greenway. And again, we've we've biked to Gas City and all over. So we we did that in Columbus. There are metro parks in the Columbus, Ohio area. There's hundreds of miles, and all the parks are connected. Mm -hmm. So if you get to one park, you can go anywhere. So we started getting into more recreational biking. I'm not pack horse on the road, forty miles. That's not me. But um, but we do like to do that, and and Grant County affords a lot of that. You get on the Cardinal Greenway. Absolutely. I've, uh, that's one thing I've always said that I love about Grant County and growing up here is that you could get to anywhere from here. Like even thinking Chicago's three hours, you could get my, I have family in uh, Dayton. You can get there in a couple of hours and Indianapolis. Um, and just the ability to be able to have all of those resources ingrained in my children 
that here isn't the only place in the world that they could travel, that they could take day trips, weekend trips, those kinds of things and have like little mini vacations. Right. It didn't always have to be a full week. And yeah. so. Yeah. Um, phrase for Grant County could be closer than you think. Yeah. Because yeah. you really are closer than you think Absolutely. to to really just about yeah. anything. Well, and you were talking about possibilities and opportunities. I've always looked at too. We've got a great highway system. We have rail, we have an airport. There's so many amenities that we have for employers to locate in this area. Well, and I feel like one of the points you brought up, so you were saying you weren't big city and you're not really rural. I think we're so spoiled because everything's like 15 minutes away. So mm -hmm. if we're inconvenienced to have to go further than 15 minutes, right. it feels like, oh gosh, I have to go all the way here. But um, I have family that lives in Texas and it's like, they're like, well, we better get fuel. And I'm like, well, you've got like half a tank. They're like, yeah, but we won't pass. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't pass another gas station until, you know, for another hundred miles. And I'm like, okay, I, I can't. I can barely plan my kids' lunches, let alone to be able to plan out like, right. when yeah. to get this and when to get that. Or in a city, right? Like I think about people that, because it, it's just not the life for me and I and I realize it's the life for other people, but like they have these commutes that are just, you know, I've got to get on a bus and then I've got to get on a train and then I've got to walk, you know, 10 city blocks. I'm like- I'm not good at waiting. Yeah, so no, yeah. <laughs> lines don't, I don't like TSA yeah. lines. I yeah. don't like, so traffic jams- yeah. You know, part of my job is to fly in and see donors and, yeah. and you go to Chicago and it's just like, you know, <laughs> so I mean, much, I, I so mean, much. I just, cause you've got to build in so much time Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's just not my, I would definitely say that's a product of like the goodness that we have here. Right. Cause we're yeah. just so used to be able to get there. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's one of the double-edged swords that come with Grant County, too, is we've got these opportunities. But if I were to live in Indy, I would have an hour commute. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if I work in Marion and live in Indy, I have an hour commute. If I, you know, so what does that, when you're thinking about spending your time or planning your time, what does that look like? And right. so we can recruit talent that's more than happy to work here. But then we struggle with that perception of getting them to actually live here and understand like, oh, wait, I can drive 10 minutes or I can <laughs> yeah. live within biking distance of my job. Like, what does yeah. that look yeah. like? Or, or there's a parking spot. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. have to yeah. pay for parking. What? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 My wife, you know, she grew up on a farm in Kansas. So, yeah. again, sound a, a town smaller than Marion, mm -hmm. um, but uh, farming community. And so, you know, she's very much about place, yeah. you know, very mm -hmm. much about living and being a part of the place. I, I, di I didn't really have a hometown. My dad moved around a little bit with jobs and, and yeah. then we've moved around a lot. So everything I've learned about cherishing a hometown has come from my wife mm. um, and what she's done and what her family believes in terms of place. And so yeah. it's natural for her to, to land somewhere. She's done it everywhere we've gone and then just invest. She just finds community. She, well, she invests mm -hmm. in the place, you know, because it's important to her with, from her upbringing. Yeah. To yeah. feel connected. Yeah. Yeah. To feel connected. Well, and from coming, like moving in and being now in this place, how have been those ways that you and your wife have gotten connected? How have you found community yeah. um, in this very new area? Yeah. I think for I think right now it's, we've only been here eight months and she's mm -hmm. been here seven months. So I can't really tell you we found community. Mm -hmm. We're working on it, but, um, and then part of my job is just to be gone. I mean, quite frankly, so we're, we'll go to, um, like we'll go to college West Wesleyan church one Sunday, but then we're at another church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and we're at another church and then we'll drop back and then we're at another church and then I'm gone for a travel for maybe a donor 
visit or, a, yeah. and then, so we spend time gone. Um, and, and so finding that group and then of course, everybody at Indiana Wesleyan, eventually, if you follow the chain up, it, they report to me. So everybody works for me. So that's finding community within the employee base, mm-hmm. which who I spend all my time with. Right. You know, that, that can be a difficult thing because ultimately that, I'm your boss. That I, authentic I, I don't, community And I, I, and I don't like that it. word boss at all, but I mean, eventually that that's the reality. Right. right. So um, we're still trying to figure that out, I think. You know, we had the same issue at the other school, you know, when we were president. Yeah. When you're the president, it's just different. It's a, uh, I don't hate to, I don't say it's lonely because we get a lot of support and a lot of people are encouraging, but it's, it's different. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just different because you're the only one that everybody reports to. And, yeah. um, and then, then with the board, you know, I have a great board of trustees, but they and are my boss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? And so they're yeah. going to evaluate me. You exactly. Know? And so, you know, at what level of community can you have at that point? Yeah. So yeah. it's, I think for a president, I think it's very unique. And so I think a lot of presidents find community with other presidents. Mm. Uh, I think that that tends to be part of the deal because you can talk with somebody or you, or you find community with people who have really no connection to your school whatsoever. They have, yeah. no, there's no, you're not trying to get anything out of them in terms of a gift or a relationship or a network, you know, it's just, yeah. and that's difficult because yeah. for a president, almost everything is about a relationship or a gift or a network, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, it doesn't have to be money. It could be your students. It could be whatever uh, working in the community. So I think as a, I think, I don't know, it's just a kind of a different kind of a job. Yeah. To, to move from those transactional relationships into like real yeah. relationships. Yeah. yeah. I, I well, and that authentic that. piece of it too, where you can have a relationship with somebody and be transparent, authentic, and not have to worry about, am I going to break a relationship? Am I, you know, what is the ulterior motive behind the conversation? Right. What does that look like? Um, especially you mentioned that you're kind of a, you're, path not being straight has kind of turned into the fixer type thing because that's what you're passionate about is seeing the opportunity and making it a reality. There's got to be some crazy perspectives around the perceived notion of what you are going to do being hired. No, everybody knows your past, but yet you're trying to make your own relationships with all these already kind of guessing of what it's going to be like. So I could see where that's a, I ran the United way of grant County and had a boss, but had staff and had donors. And you always kind of worried about like, what do they actually want from me? Yeah. Do you really care about me as a person? Right. And that's the, that's the challenge of change. Yeah. You know, and it's always easier to lead change uh, than to be the receiving end of change. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so I want to be sensitive to that. So I'm trying yeah. to create a sense of urgency. There's things in Indiana Wesleyan that we've got to do. We got to do better. Mm-hmm. We got to do more. Yeah, um, yeah. and so creating that sense of urgency, but not any kind of a sense of panic, right? You know, um, yeah. we're going to be ending the year. Great. Um, we'll be able to give our employees a 3% bonus at the end of the year. Um, so we've had a good year and, yeah. and, and we're thankful for that. Great. Uh, it's not anything that I specifically did by myself. It's the entire team yeah, and it's the Lord. So um, we're, we're excited about the future, but there are things that we have to correct and we've got to fix. And that creates a little sense of panic. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you want to be sensitive sure. to that. Yeah. Uh, some panic is, um, and that's a strong word, but 
some apprehension is not grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. Um, but some of it is, um, and so, um, you want to walk through that. And I want to be sensitive as the leader to say, you know, I'm leading the change of whatever we do in terms of, uh, jobs, I'm not cutting mine. So I need to be sensitive to the fact that, um, I've sit in a different chair right? and, uh, and just try to communicate as much as I can. Awesome. Yeah. Um, largest city that you visited in the U.S. And I'm going to ask that because I want to say, okay, so what's the largest city you visited? And has there been intent behind that from your current job or any other previous jobs um, as it relates to I love Scott's questions. The is, is there a reason why I visited that city? Is that what you mean by the intent? Yeah. yeah. I would, the only reason I would visit a large city is for intent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would never schedule that for fun. Where We Landed is supported today by Marion Design Co., a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations, businesses, and individuals. We believe good design should be accessible to everyone. Our clients include Marion Health, Mississippi Schools, Princeton University, the city of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathetic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it is branding, marketing, space planning, commercial or residential interior design, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out at hello at mariondesign.co. Find us at www.mariondesign.co or on Instagram and Facebook. Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago's not a good time. So no I, I, I've been to all of them. Yeah, I've been to Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York City, downtown Manhattan, you know, Miami, Atlanta. I mean, I've been to all of them, but they've always been work-related. Always work-related. Yeah. And is there anything, does Indi, Does Indiana Wesleyan have any ties to New York City right now? Is there anything going on right now that, that there are ties to, to New York City? Um, we are working with a Hillsong church in New York City, but that's very preliminary. That's not, um, yeah. that's not like a, we have a uh, relationship with them. We're just exploring some opportunities right now. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys actually had... We don't have a, campuses or anything no. like that. No, we've got regional campuses in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Um, I'm probably going to miss one. We have 10 regional centers. You know, we'll give you a break. You've only been there eight yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. so, I've uh, been in my new job nine, and so I feel yeah. nine months. So I, f- I feel your pain in the new newness. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you change about our county eight months in if you'd say, man, here's something that if we could get better at this, we would really be off to the races. Yeah. Man, I like and hate that question yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever, yeah, I don't want to assume that what I would say you all haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, well, gee, thanks. We've never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, you know, uh, so I wouldn't want to presuppose that anything I would say would be um, like super new. But I think what I see is um, that we need to do, figure out a way to attract jobs here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big believer in when people are employed, um, they don't 
they don't need social services. They provide money to help with social services, but they don't tax the social services. Mm. And so while you need that, you don't want that to be the industry in your community that's mm -hmm. thriving. Yeah. Um, you want to you want to train the workforce so that when manufacturers or other businesses come and say, well, I could locate in Grant County, but who would I hire? Right. Um, so it's a kind of a chicken and an egg thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, but we need you to come here, you know, before we spend the next 20 years training the workforce. Mm -hmm. So we need to be about the business of uh, getting people excited. I think there's dignity in work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so just really communicating it's purpose. It's purpose. It it's purpose. meaning. Yeah. You yeah. feel good about yourself. You're yeah. providing for your family. Mm -hmm. You have meaning. You've got a, you've got a goal. You can start setting goals, mm -hmm. you know? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so really training the workforce for the next kind of jobs that are coming in the next five, 10 years, but then also doing double duty on attracting people to think about, we have land here. We've got places here. We've got buildings here. We've got people who've been spent years in the manufacturing community. I've talked with different groups here. You know, you may have manufactured for RCA. And so now we're attracting a biotech company, let's say. Well, it's still manufacturing. Correct. It's just it's just different. Creating something. Yeah. Right. Just so we've we've got end. the talent here. Yep. We may need to retool, but we need to do a better job, whatever that means for a newbie coming in and not be so concerned about all the social services, but really attracting capitalism, capital infusion for entrepreneurs, for jobs, for manufacturers. That I think that's the way out personally. Yeah. I'll give you the softball to Scott's question. Being here eight-ish months, your wife being here seven-ish months, what has been the favorite thing that you have found about the community that you really like or maybe surprised you about here? Could be a place to eat. It could be park system, whatever. Yeah, I, I well, besides Indiana, the West, besides yeah. the university. Oh, well, here, yeah. yes, um, yes. Yeah, I um, excluded the university yeah. in my head. <laughs> I mean, we have an awesome football team yeah. and, they and do. men's basketball team. And Absolutely. actually every sport in the fall, every one of our fall sports was nationally ranked. Um, and right now our women's softball team is number two in the nation. And so. with amazing coaches. Amazing and my coaches. kids have yep. benefited from that mentorship. Yep. So. so we have loved all the opportunities in the community. I think a large part of them are provided by Indiana Wesleyan mm -hmm. in terms of the arts and sports. And, um, and so we have access to that. But we do love, um, uh, you know, we've, we've eaten in, so we've eaten at Fairmount. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to give free advertising. Oh, you can you give can. free. But, uh, we do. That's fine. the yeah. point of this. We're but, fine. Um, you know, <laughs> grains and grill. Grains and grill. <laughs> you know, and the branch and the yep, branch yep. coffee, and then uh, over in Converse, there's a hamburger place there. Yeah. Imagine I, burgers and brew. Imagine burgers. Uh, Obie's barbecue. <laughs> yeah. We love that. Uh, Jay's. Yeah. You know, the Abbey coffee, you know, I'm a, I'm a coffee person. So uh -huh. I try, I'm trying to, you're cutting out sugar this right. month. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down to, I've decided I'm only going to drink two gallons a day of coffee. <laughs> okay. Uh, you need to try Midwest. I knew there's a reason I liked you. Yes. Midwest. If you haven't called it a coffee have, shop. I've got Midwest coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Her, her beans are my favorite. They yeah. are. So, um, That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> her beans are my favorite. Her beans are my favorite. That's not the brand name, is it? Her beans? No. Okay. Okay. Um, no. So, uh, really, the favorite thing is just the people. Uh, you, know, you know, and that happens. We have we have visitors all the time. Matter of fact, we had a um, uh, author who we just gave a prize to yesterday on campus for his book on called The Sacred Life. He's a professor at Duke. And so our faculty, you know, look at books and they 
we give this prize. And so we invite them and hand them this glass thing. Um, <laughs> so, um, but it's a way for to recognize scholarship and, and it's a book that our, our honors college students are reading together nice. and we do it every year. And he said he couldn't believe how friendly the place was. Um, our students, the town, he said he got here early just to walk around and sat down on a bench on campus and two students you know, welcomed him and said, you know, you look like you're new here and, you know, just glad you're here. Is there any, any ask if there's any place that that's a normal kind of a Midwesty mm -hmm. thing. And, and you don't really, when you live in that 24 seven, you don't realize how unusual it is. Mm. And then you go until to, until you step out of it, then you go to New York <laughs> yeah. or Manhattan and everybody's got their eyes down, focus forward, don't make eye contact, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. So yeah, the people here have been incredibly welcoming right. and incredibly uh, friendly. You, you had mentioned um, being the role of president and how that can be isolating at times just because of the role itself. Um, but yet you could also meet with other presidents, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe around the nation. But I'm curious if you were the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. what's oh, the, boy. What's, <laughs> the, what's the first thing that you might do as president of the United States? And there, you know, I think of that. Now you're really super isolated. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, he's, yeah. he's digging into that potential, right? Like yeah. you see potential yeah. for change. Right. <laughs> Your questions well, are always well, so hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, I try not to reveal my politics too much. Um, I tell people at Indiana Wesleyan, you know, we don't follow a donkey and we don't follow an elephant, right. we follow a lamb. Um, so, you know, but there are some things I would probably do. One of one of the things that we're concerned about at Indiana Wesleyan is they're just a protection of religious freedom. We just see it eroding over and over again, whether it be in Title IX laws, whether it be in um, financial aid laws, nonprofit laws, um, financial aid, whether you get it or not, if you don't follow certain values that the government has that they've now said are normal. Um, so I would do everything I could to ensure religious freedom. I mean, I would definitely try to fix the border situation immediately, you know, provide for the common defense, look at the constitution again and see what the job is and what there isn't. Um, I think the government gets into a lot of things that we've never asked them to get into. Um, um, and it's like, well, why don't you do the things that we actually wrote in the constitution that we've asked you to do and then stop doing the other stuff. Um, so and we can spend all day talking about that stuff, but I think, but I really think, Part of our problem in America is that we've, we have, again, downplayed the value of work. Mm -hmm. And so people feel, you know, 40% of eligible adult males between 18 and 40 or 18 and 55 just aren't in the workforce. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's just unacceptable. Yeah. It's just unacceptable. Um, will it be zero? No, but it doesn't need to be that large. So I think we've downplayed the dignity of work and what that means for people. And then, um, but we've just eroded our ability to be free thinking people who have religious values and not be condemned for it. Um, so I think that I would, I would really, I would spend a lot of time on that. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Um, what can this community be doing? So Indiana Wesleyan is an incredible asset for Grant County. And what can we be doing to support you? or the university? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I spend a lot of time, I, I spend 
part of the time I spend as president is wanting to make sure that we improve the town and the gown relationship. Mm -hmm. And just so that the, the town sees the fact that Indiana Wesleyan is in concerned about things that go on north of 38th street. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, it's part of the reason why Lena was involved in United way and I'm involved at the chamber and the YMCA board. And we're just trying to show that, you know, while I've, being paid to improve a school, I feel like I've also taken on a city mm-hmm. at some level. I'm not the mayor. I'm not running for mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Just put this, that out there. This is not an announcement. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, I think Indiana Wesleyan and, and some of the other larger employers in town have to recognize the responsibility that's been given to them for Marion. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that's part of what we have to do is, is think about what we need to do. But I think sometimes Marion, or at least some parts of Marion view Indiana Wesleyan as a place to go and ask for money. Um, you know, we need your students to come and help volunteer. We need you to make a gift. We need you to, and, and it's a, it's a place where um, you just go down there and ask for them to volunteer, or give money. It's like, well, that that's one way street, but there's a, should be a two way street. Exactly. And it's like, what well, can Marion now do for Indiana Wesleyan since we do employ so many people and we do bring in millions of dollars annually through our employer, the, student, the people we employ and the students who spend money in this area. Um, and I think, you know, I'd love to see Marion think maybe more about that. I'd love for you to have you, I'd love for you to stop rooting for Purdue and root for the Indiana Wesleyan Wild, Wildcats. <laughs> I and can you, do that. You've got a great, <laughs> you've got a great football team and you've got a nationally ranked, uh, the first game in the fall, Greg Tonegal will win his 500th game. He'll be mm-hmm. the youngest coach in NCAA and NAIA history to reach 500, 500 games. He'll be the youngest coach. It's amazing. Um, so we are, we are your town's, football team we are your town's basketball team and the community is welcome now you can't tailgate on our campus with alcohol um and if that's a downer for you so be it um but you know you can the community can buy tickets Mm -hmm. and we win 99 percent of our games um on the football field so you don't have to go other places. I mean, why would you go to Bloomington and watch somebody lose all their games? <laughs> oh, um, there's you know? the dig to Iris so, is the IU grad uh, in the room. Um, <laughs> so it, you, you're right here in town. So that, that's a simple. It's just a different yeah, red yeah. and white. It's red it, and gray instead it, of red and white. It, it con- it's a conflict with cross yeah, country, yeah. so I don't go. It's fine. It's just missing, <laughs> it's just missing a W. That's yeah, all it's missing. That's right. Um, yes. But I... So what can, and then it's like, well, what can't, you can give money, you can send your students, your students don't have to graduate from Mississippi and go somewhere else. They could actually come to Indiana mm-hmm. Wesleyan. Um, think about us in terms of degree completion certificates, you know, look to us as a resource, but um, not as, not as necessarily as a free resource, yep. you know, um, but then support, just come to our plays, come to, we just had 2,600. Beauty and Beast. We Beauty said, and the Beast. We had four shows that had over 700 tickets. Yep. Uh, the last show sold 850. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's to the community. I mean, there's no rule that says you have to work at IWU to go to an IWU basketball game or an IWU nope. play. You know, we'd love to have the yeah. community. What can we? And we can go eat at Chick-fil-A too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Go there. Yeah. I always go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. 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 What can we do to help get the word out about those opportunities that are on campus. I find that I hear about the um, plays and theater and stuff like that in particular uh-huh. after the fact, like, Oh, I went to this great show. And then I'm like, crap, I wish I'd have known. Yeah, so yeah. what are some ways that we can help get that word out? Well, we need to do our job. 
make sure that we're getting it out, but make sure that it's just not like you can throw a billboard up and there you did it. Um, uh, not really. Um, or you, it's on our website. Well, people aren't going to your website. So I think, you know, in terms of the, the social media is about pushing things out, pushing things out. And so help us think about ways that if we send you something, if you do become aware of beauty and the beast, don't just become aware of it. So yeah, we'll put it, we'll put a poster in our window or we'll put it on our website. I, I don't wake up every day and go to the chamber website, you know? Right. Um, but what you all have social media yeah. and can you share it and can you share that? And can you push that yeah. out for us? Push it out. We're doing a campaign right now called voices of IWU. We've interviewed several people. It's all on video. And so when we send it out to the whole community, the whole uh, employee board, we, we say, you know, view it, like it, and then send it, send right. it somewhere. You all have, even if, you know, like Scott and I probably have, you know, 18 or 19 people that were on our Instagram, right? Who follow us. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's Scott, eight. do you have Instagram? Yeah. No, Gene does. Gene does. Gene yeah. Does, yeah. yeah. Scott does but, so that's, that would be helpful. You yeah. know, if the, yeah. if the yeah. leadership in within Marion County, you know, at the foundation and growth council and the chamber, if they all saw something at Indiana Wesleyan and then of their own accord pushed it out. Sure. That would be hugely helpful. Um, as we wind down, anything that you're reading right now, anything that you're watching on TV, anything that you're streaming, listening to that we should, uh, pass on to our guests or to us personally. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to pass it on. I don't, yeah, nothing on TV, um, except the masters. Um, <laughs> but, um, I'm reading three books right now. Um, I, I'm, some people read one book through, I tend to have three or four going. Um, and, um, that, and then I can decide if like, this one's worth finishing and this one isn't, uh, but I'm reading unreasonable hospitality. Oh, I have that uh, one. Was given, I haven't started it yet. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot, there's yeah. a lot there. You know, one of the phrases that said is, you know, uh, service and hospitality, they said service is getting the food to the table. That's black and white. That's service. But hospitality is about the entire experience and how you get the food to the table and how you present it. That's hospitality and that's color. Mm -hmm. So service is black and white, hospitality is color. And so just challenging our community to what can we do to offer unreasonable hospitality. Um, the Sacred Life, I just got finished that, driven largely because of the author who we gave the award to yesterday. Um, but it's talking about how do we as humans and the, the fact that we have to figure out a way to not only live here on this planet and and thrive here but we got to make sure that we don't damage the planet in the process mm -hmm. because all of life is sacred so that's his premise the trust edge by david horsager he's gonna be our commencement speaker in a couple of weeks mm. uh david horsager is a very uh nationally known uh ted talk speaker he's got a whole bit uh his book and his his consulting business is eight pillars that establish trust within an organization and he and he's measures and you can come in and survey your organization to see where of the eight pillars you're falling down on. So reading that. And then I, I don't really, I'd listen to Ted talks, but I don't follow, like I'll pull up a Ted talk and listen when I'm in the car, but I don't download tons of, I, I don't listen to radio. Yeah. I mean, I'm really podcast, but I don't follow any podcast. I just find one when I get in the car, plug it in and hit the road. Yeah, that hmm. sounds good. Let's so I, I, I can't, I can't yeah. tell you that it's yeah. like, Oh, here you got to follow. I'm, I haven't gotten that. Besides where we landed. Yeah. 
But you're going to exactly, follow regularly. Exactly. <laughs> and you'll push that out to your 18 followers on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least really this one. I'll push right. this, yeah. this one out. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, we really appreciate having you in. Yeah. And uh, so glad that you landed in Grant County. Oh, thanks. And um, we are excited about the future for your leadership as well as the university. And so if there are things that we can continue to do as a community, we hope you come back and share those with us to, to help you. But thanks for being here. And, My pleasure. Uh, hope everybody has a great week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.